0: Good morning everybody, this is Hannah Campbell, your That Faith Life podcast. I am super excited to join you back today. I'm officially on my posting every Monday schedule. Um, every Monday early afternoon, I'm going to try to post my podcast. I might get two in a week. It depends on how crazy it is. Um, but I'm going to at least shoot for once a week. And I hope that you guys are enjoying that faith life. Um, please share the podcast if it has brought encouragement to you. And if you've just, um, been getting some good stuff out of it. And I really, my, I was talking to a friend the other day, we were talking about how, um, you know we just want to saturate we just want to saturate the world with the the word of God and and um, God's um, power and miracles and testimonies and so just go ahead and take a, a a minute to share the podcast if you get a chance and come back and I'm really um looking forward to uh, what's coming ahead 2020 is going to be epic we just got out of revival it was a powerful powerful week with Ted Shuttlesworth jr. And um, his wife Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and their children came, and they had um, we had six nights of revival at World Harvest Church in Roswell. I am like pumped up. I'm kind of still on this revival high. So last week um, we did a podcast. I did a podcast on how to win your battles, and I really should just go. I'm going to go back and I think retitle that to um, part one because I really want to talk about how to win your battles again, but a part two, and this time I want to talk about letting God have control in your battles. Dun dun dun. And that's uh, super um, exciting for me because something that I have um, grown in my faith in over the last few years is letting God have control. But um, I'll just be honest with you because that's what uh, that faith life is all about. You got to be honest about where you've been so that you can show people where you're at now is that um, I have had a hard time letting God have control over certain situations in my life. You know, it's funny. I I think because I did so much fundraising in my life for missions because I was a missionary for so long and I go on mission mission trips every year that uh, finances is not something that I get super worried about. Um, although we ha- I we we have had financial troubles, it's something that for me has become a little bit easier to accept because I've seen God just perform miracles over and over again for myself and all my missionary friends and the church. And it's just amazing how when you put your faith out there, God will drop t- two thousand dollars, you know, which is like nothing to Him, but to us, it just seems like a lot of money to ask for from people sometimes. Um, especially if you just if, you know if you're like me and you just kind of do one trip a year, and it's like oh gosh, I mean that's a lot of money to fly to Africa. Cup. but needless to say um, I've learned a lot about that and then there are other battles in your life that um, may be harder for you like they are for me so for example um, sometimes when you're dealing with a situation um, like a disease or a death or something that may be hard you know um, my sister was diagnosed with lymphoma um, she's in her late 30s uh, she's diagnosed with lymph- lymphoma earlier this year. She has since gone through all chemo treatments and uh, radiation and she also believed and prayed for her healing and she was healed and she doesn't, um, there, I believe she's cancer free right now. She had some scar tissue that, that hadn't grown Sent, or they thought it could have been more cancer, but it was ended up being scar tissue, they believe, and it hadn't grown since the summertime through all of her treatments, and so I remember going throughout that time. I remember when she first got diagnosed, I thought, oh my gosh, what? I mean, I cried, you know, because it's it can it's very sad, but at the same time, she wasn't dead, so I had to make a decision. Who do I serve? I don't serve cancer. I don't serve the doctors. I serve God, and I serve Jesus who eradicated death, so I'm going to stand on my word, and I'm going to believe for my sister's healing in Jesus' name, so that's what we did, and I believe that through my prayers, her prayers, my father's prayers, our family's prayers, our pastors reached out to her and stayed connected to her. They just loved her and they helped her throughout that process. You know, I believe that, um, through all of that prayer, you know, that God heard our prayers and, and of course he, we just give him praise. We give him glory that she's healed in Jesus name. So, um, and I'm excited too, because she just adopted a daughter a year prior to being diagnosed. So it was a big deal, you know, single mom adopting and she just like blew us out of the water that she did all that. It was just incredible. Um, but yeah, so that was a battle I recently went through where I remember, okay, um, it just felt like I knew God was going to take care of it. And I just kept believing that over and over and over again. But there were definitely times throughout that season where it can be scary, you know, and, um, and I've certainly experienced where people have died. My grandmother died. Both of my grandmothers passed away of cancer. Um, my husband's mother passed away of cancer and, Um, You know, it's 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 not um, something that you look back and and you think, oh, that was, you know, a good thing. You know, it wasn't a good thing. You know, God didn't intend for cancer to be a part of their lives. Um, But you know what I do love and I and I get excited about this now that my mother in law, who I absolutely adored, um, who was not my mother in law at the time when she passed away. But she um, was a wonderful woman who was a mentor in my life, and I've known her for years. And she is in heaven rejoicing with the Lord. You know, think about both of my grandmothers. They both believed in Jesus, and they are in heaven with the Lord. And I get so excited for them that they don't have to suffer anymore. Um, But those are some examples of battles. Now, we've gone through other battles. You know, I'm going to do a marriage podcast. I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do one. Um, But the first two years of marriage have um, been, you know, I mean, it's just everybody's experience is different, but I will say that. Um, I think that coming from um, being in, in, a, in a place of before where I didn't really know how to have a good relationship because I wasn't really following Jesus and then coming to follow Jesus and then get married is interesting because, um, you know, it's like your brain has to like learn what to do. I mean, that's the case for everybody that gets married, but but there's no marriage manual. So that's another, I'm not going to call it a battle, but there have been battles within our time being married that have been related to us as a couple, not just external attacks that have come against us, although that has happened too, but just actual conflicts within your relationships. And that's so important for you to understand is that your faith in your marriage, it cannot waver. Your faith in God cannot waver. Our faith in God and battles and times of struggle, and what one of my good friends calls friction, cannot make you waver. You can't just decide, oh, I'm just not going to be married because this is too hard. I'm just not going to follow God because this is too hard. And even though you may be tempted to do that, or you may feel like it's done, it's over, it is not over. God has good plans for your life, and we got to step up and we got to rise up and we got to take our word. We got to renew our minds, right? So, how to win your battles, part two is really about how do you let God have control so that you don't freak out every time something happens. You know, we recently had some stuff go on within our family and I thought, and I mean, I just was just infuriated. I mean, truly, I just was just so mad, so frustrated, just done, angry at the devil, you know, and, and I I stood, up to, I stood up to God and I, not stood up to God, I stood with God and I said, God, I believe your word and brother uh, t- Teddy Shuttlesworth, uh, junior when he came to revival, he prayed that over me he he told me that things are going to be made lighter for me, so I do believe there 's a supernatural um, thing that God can do where he can take things out of your life that are are very difficult um, and oftentimes he allows you to to go. We talked about that that no you know i 'm i 'm suffering. It was in the second Timothy, and it talked about you know, Paul suffering, but he knew that it was worth it because everything he entrusted to God, God would take care of. He, he could entrust it to him. And, um, and then he renewed his mind every day. So what's important to know is, okay, I'm trusting this, but instead of trusting and then continuing to worry, how do I let God have control? My friend would laugh at me for doing this podcast um because um I always am always messaging her and calling her and telling her whenever we talk you know it's just it's it's very hard sometimes to let God have control of this. Should I be doing this? Should I be praying more? Should I be doing that? What should I do with this situation? She's always like, "Dude, take a chill pill, you know, are you actually trusting God or are you just saying you're trusting God, but really trying to do all the work yourself and I have to admit it's very easy to do that it's very easy to say you trust God." I'm going to do this podcast all day long, but am I truly a woman of my word that says, you know, that that actually is doing what I, what I say I'm doing, which is giving God control. So how do I let God have control? Well, I believe that one of the first things is getting alone with God. There is a verse in um, Psalms, and I'm going to pull it up for you while I'm here. It is Psalm Psalms 94. Um, nineteen. Whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. So that's my first step. Is I always have to get with God. I I find that if I'm working, or if I'm in a conversation with my husband, or if I'm you know have an event that I'm doing or something, if I am if the busy thoughts, if the overwhelming anxiety, you know thoughts, if if I feel out of control it's usually because I'm trying to take control and I need to give it back to God. So I get with God. My first step, your first step is get with God. Okay. He, he understands, he knows the situation. He knows what's going on. Um, and he's the first person you need to go to, or the first thing you need to go to the first, he's the first step in letting God have control. You've got to step into the presence of God. So that means you're going to have to find some time to be alone with him. You know, you can't always leave work, but as your first opportunity, you can, you know, get with God, get into the presence. So that's my first presence or my first uh, step in letting God have control. The second step is um, praising. So once you get in the presence, you know, give, give, give your, um, your supplications over to him. Um, let him know your request and and begin praising him. Praise him that his word is true. He's going to come through for you. His plans are you for you for you are good. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. My God is who he says he is. And um, there is a song that I'm trying to remember right now that we sing at revival. There's a um, there is a something in this. <laughs> I'll think of it in a second. It's pretty pretty funny. Um, but uh, the song is basically about favor and it it 's pretty um it 's about favor while I praise, and that 's what i 've been uh, working on is when I go to God in my um with my busy thoughts and I give them to him and I get in his presence, and then the first step I might do is praise him so that 's really important because um I really believe that you guys really need to understand the difference between Um, trusting God by just by saying it and actually trusting God in your heart and your spirit. So I want to encourage you that letting God have control is about, number one, we said it was getting God's presence. Number two was praising Him. And then number three, go about your life. Go about your life. Don't let the devil take you out and get depressed and sit in your room and not be able to function, not be able to do anything. Go about your life. Take control of your situation. And I believe that, you know, Let me go back. When I say take control of your situation, I mean let God take control of it. You're allowing, you know, God to take control when you take a step back, step into the presence, praise him, and then go about your day. You cannot get stopped in your tracks. You can't do it. You know, that's something that happened to me recently with the struggle we were having with our family is I was just, I felt like I was just kind of taken out for a few days, truly. And I had, you know, friends encouraging me and nobody judges me. Well, you know, you might judge me for it, but my, my friends weren't judging me for it. They were just encouraging me and just really trying to prop me up that no matter what, you know, we don't stop praising God. And, um, if there are things that you have, you know, doubted, um, just go to God, say dad, dad, well, you can call him daddy. You know, God, I have doubting this. Like it's hard for me to believe that this is possible, but I'm going to, but then recover your doubt with the word of God, keep covering it with it, with the word of God. And so I'm just so excited for the opportunity to share this with you. And, um, if you have any questions about how to let God have control, please let me know. But I really want you, um, to be, uh, filled up by this, you know, get, get, Get your mind right when it comes to your battles. Anxiety, depression, don't have to win. I'm so tired of anxiety and depression. You know, things happen. Sometimes you, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about resting. Sometimes you need to rest. There is a big difference between rest and depression, okay? So don't get those two confused, but take your time with you and the Lord and get yourself right. Get your mind right. Um, list out all of, get alone with God praise him give him your you know give him your requests, and then go about your day stop stressing about it stop worrying about it discipline your mind to allow the presence of God to like it said in Psalms 94 whenever my busy thoughts were out of control that the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight allow the presence of God to calm you down and overwhelm you with delight. That's the joy of the Lord, right there. Who who goes through a battle and has joy? Well, David figured it out. You know, why can't we figure it out? Why can't we? Fi- David was being chased by, you know, Saul, and he had, you know, he had all sorts of battles that happened in his life that, like, truly could have taken him out, like, literally slayed him. I mean, he could have died you know, but he just kept praising God. Whenever my busy, crazy, overwhelming thoughts were out of control, God, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. He had the joy of the Lord. Take on the joy. All right. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this. Be encouraged that God can have control. And if he's in control, he is better at it than you are. I'm telling you right now, he is way better at controlling our lives than we are. Let him have it. Trust him with your life. And uh, let me know if you have any questions. Love you all. Thanks for listening to That Faith Life Podcast. I am Hannah Campbell, and I look forward to talking with you next Monday.